Welcome to episode 15 of Hair Biz Radio with your hosts, Zakira and Mikey. And today we have a special guest with us, Darius Boone. He is a master hairstylist, well known in the hair industry, and he is going to be sharing some information with us, his background, some hair techniques, a little bit about the hair industry and much more. So make sure you stay tuned for that. Yes, indeed. So usually before we get into these interviews, we kind of talk about what's been going on for this week. So Zakir, real quick, because we have a guest, let's talk real quick as far as what happened this week. It's 2018. But real quick, because we had on our last episode, the mindset, we've got to make sure people have the right mindset for 2018. Definitely. definitely. Okay. So what's the quick tip for them right now? Right now, uh, starting the new year, you're probably pumped up right now. You're like, ooh, I'm about to get on this hair business. I'm ready to go. January 1st through the 8th, you've probably been on it like fire. But let me tell you, by January 31st, that is going to die down. And you need something else that's going to keep you motivated. So make sure you stay connected to why you're creating that hair business. Make sure you have some accountability partners. The Start a Hair Business Group is a great accountability tool that you can use to stay pumped up with your hair business there's tons of information that goes out on a daily basis and then over 9,000 amazing people who actually have hair businesses so make sure you stay connected to that and then just just keep going just keep going I think that's that is (laughs) actually that is 100% precise great advice and enough of information for you guys about that and the motivation we got to get to our guests because, like, yes. <laughs> we've been trying to work this out, like the schedules and everything, for a couple of weeks. We had some He's technical a- a- issues the other week, so we are hyped today. Yes, yes. So, Darius, how are you? I'm doing great. I'm well. I'm extremely excited to be here. I'm glad that you guys started off with motivation because if they follow me on Instagram, I'm all about motivating people. And, you know, it's easy. Just like you said, you know, it's the beginning of the year, so everybody's like, oh, I'm extremely motivated. But Mm -hmm. you got to keep up that same momentum all year long. So, you know, write everything down and just stay focused yeah and i love darius's energy like when darius is around it's like yes <laughs> yes so tell us a little bit about how you got in the hair industry man let me tell you i honestly was not planning on doing hair at all <laughs> it was not what i wanted to do i was in college i was in college and i used to cut my own hair because i'm really ocd about how i look so I used to always cut my own hair and it started with me actually being a barber to other guys so i would be in my mom's living room in macon georgia Basically, cutting hair, doing lineups. Back then, this is when the boys used to wear all the crazy parts. Oh, yeah. Started doing that. And what happened was, like, I always felt like deep down in my spirit, I knew how to do hair, but I didn't want to do that because, you know, this was before Instagram, before male hairdressers had, you know, such, like, this celebrity about it. So I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to do it at all. So one day, what ended up happening was, like, I saw something on Craigslist, and it was like, do you want to make $10,000 a month? And I was like, what kind of job is this? <laughs> yes, 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 I do. I do want to make $10,000 a month. And it was being a hairdresser, and it was here in Atlanta, and I still was, you know, in my hometown. And I was like, well, if they can make $10,000 there, I can make $10,000 where I am. Mind you, I'm a junior in college. I worked at Advanced Auto Parts. So I was working at Advanced Auto Parts in college for psychology. Like, I went to school for industrial psychology. So I went to the hair store one day. I bought 
a mannequin. I bought some packs of hair and I closed my door and I just started laying tracks, like laying tracks. And I actually still have these same pictures of my first hairstyles on my Facebook. So whenever I get beside myself a little bit, I go back <laughs> and look at those pictures because they are hilarious. And that's really what started it. Like, so once I was proud of myself, so yeah. I, you know, I took pictures of my first work and I posted it on my Facebook. Mind you, this is like, it's not even that long ago. This is like 2000, like 10 maybe. And yeah, I posted it on my Facebook, and girls started like, oh, can you do my hair? Can you do my hair? <laughs> and I was like, yeah. So, I'm, you know, I started doing hair. Like, I'm going to girls' houses. I'm doing $50. This is when the $50 weave first came it's out. It's popping. Yeah. <laughs> Mind you, I'm going to tell you something so funny about this. Like, this is before I knew, like, when you did sewings, you're supposed to have, like, a whole bunch of needles. So, I used to be oh, doing yeah. a whole sewing <laughs> with one needle. Like, just re-threading it over and over again. So, yeah, I did that for a while, and then I ended up getting a job in the flea market in making, doing $50 sewing. And so I would work at Advanced Auto Parts. I would do $50 weaves. And, you know, that's how it really started for me. And then I just was like, you know what? Let's take this show on the road. Let's do something different. Yeah. So you've been doing hair for about eight years? Um, yeah, I would say, dang, it is 2018. So, yeah, about <laughs> eight years total. But professionally, like, I didn't get my license until 2013. Gotcha. So what would you say? Because sometimes like a lot of people who actually do hair, they don't think that it's necessary to go to school. So what are some things that you learn that you don't think you would have learned if you wouldn't have went to school? And how important is you it don't going to ask school? Me that. Okay. <laughs> so going to school is something that you just have to do. And that was something that someone told me. He told me, he was like, if you want to get this paper, you got to get the paper. So once mm. someone told me that it was like, okay, I have to go to school at some point in time. Honestly, when I was in hair school, I thought I knew everything. I thought I was a part of the staff. <laughs> it's crazy now because I go back to my hair school now and do classes because I thought I was part of the staff when I was there. I thought I knew, you know, a lot. I knew I did know a lot. Um, <laughs> so, but I, I taught myself, like, I'm a YouTube university kid. So I learned everything I know about hair from YouTube. So, yeah, hair school is something that you just have to do. They're not going to teach you how to be a great hairdresser in hair school. They just teach you how to pass that test. They teach you how to be professional. Everything else is completely up to you. So if you want to be an amazing hairdresser, you have to study your craft. You have to practice. You have to give it hours. You have to give it time like I did. Like I did. I'm 29. I'm about to turn 30 in a few weeks. I gave my whole (laughs) 20s to, you know, Learning. learning my craft and like being extremely focused, you know. So... Hair school, just do it because you have to. Yeah, so it's safe to say that nothing happens overnight. It took you a while Mm -hmm. to learn how to do hair, learn the craft, before you Mm -hmm. could get to who you are now. Exactly. It took a very long time. And even now, like, I look back on it, I'm like, dang, 2013 isn't a long time for me to, you know, really be practicing. Yeah, like, I started my first salon job in 2013, and now I'm working in my own salon. So it's like... Yeah, it goes by very quickly, but if you look back on it, it's been a long stretch of time, and you have to, yeah, just do it. Oh, yeah, just do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so have you're in your own salon now, mm-hmm. but have you always been in your own salon, or were no. you in another salon? So before I was in my own salon, I worked at this very popular salon here called Snob Life Studios. Oh, yeah. The best. I'm so happy. Like, that was just God, like, sending me there that day. Like, it was a random day. I had just graduated from hair school. They had open interviews for receptionists and I was like I want to work here so I'm going to go try to be a receptionist go in to be a receptionist and if you know me personally I don't have the type of personality to be a receptionist like I'm very (laughs) standoffish I kind of stay in my own zone so yeah they told me I couldn't be a receptionist but I ended up showing them my Instagram page and this is when Instagram first 
like I probably had maybe like 26 followers on Instagram <laughs> at this point in time. I but, still have 26 <laughs> <followers>. <laughs> I Mikey. had like a hot 26 followers and I at that time I had a girl roommate and I used to do her hair every single week just to practice. Yeah. Like I practiced all the time with her so she was my guinea pig and I showed the owner of the salon my page and I remember walking out of the door thinking like dang like at least I tried. Yeah. They came outside and got me as I was getting in my car I was like come back. You do hair <laughs> real real good so why are you trying to be a receptionist when you do hair this good? And I'm like look I'm just about getting my foot in the door. I knew I was going to get a chair at some point in time. I just needed for you to like let me come here. And so, you know, I started working there in 2013, and I worked there for two and a half years. Best salon job I have. Well, I'm going to have one. <laughs> it was the best experience. I learned so much. Just being around other stylists, if you are a hairstylist and you are just starting out, don't try to go out here opening your own salons. Go to a salon so you can learn from other people because that's part of the journey. But, yeah, learning from other people, just being in the atmosphere of, like, powerful women, like, just seeing how they moved, it really changed how I move. Yeah. So, um, I worked there for two years, and now I'm two years into my salon suite, and I'm trying to figure out what I'm about to do next. Congratulations. So what are some of the hardships that stylists have to deal with being in their own salon? Or there's a difference between, like, a suite and a salon. So tell us about, like, some of the hardships that... Being in your own salon is tough because, well, being in your own salon suite or... If you are the boss, you're the boss. So everybody's looking up to you. You don't have anyone that you can necessarily learn from. So even in my suite, like it's a private room, but, you know, I can't learn from other stylists versus me being in a salon, you know, that's full of other stylists. If I need help, I can say, hey, can you help me do this? Or, hey, how are you doing this? How are you doing that? So when you're working by yourself, it's kind of just you. You kind of put a cap on what you can learn unless you're a person like me who dives into YouTube every night, you know, or takes classes, you know, just furthering my education. So that's definitely a lot harder. And just the financial responsibility. Yeah. So many people want to be their own boss. And, you know, I just see it so many times. I want to be my own boss. I want to start my own company. I want to do this. Baby steps. Mm -hmm. You're about to get yourself in some debt that you're not going to be able to get yourself out of. So, <laughs> you know, before you do all of those things, educate yourself on how it really works. Because honestly, being a salon owner versus being here, I probably make more money being just a hairstylist than being a salon owner. Because granted, you know, it's my business, but my expenses are way more than just me paying whatever I had to pay to work in that salon. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think these are – this is, I mean, hitting it right on the ball. Yep. <laughs> it is very hard to find people kind of with this mentality. Yeah. And, you know, we talk to a lot of people. I talk to people all day about this kind of stuff. And part of the problem with social media is mm. it glorifies and glamifies being your own boss. <laughs> yeah. It's a highlight reel. <laughs> right? It totally is a highlight reel, right? Yeah. So, like – People don't understand a lot of the things you do and you go through as an owner and don't understand the process. Like, you're getting out of your hair school and you want to have your own people all the time. I want to have my own son. I don't want to work for anyone. No, you're not ready for this. Like, you think you know, <laughs> mm. but you have really no idea once you have to start paying rent and it, types of insurance. And there's just all these extra Dealing expenses. with an accountant, paying taxes, like, <laughs> it's a completely different ballgame. And I was not prepared at all. I got out here and it was like, oh, I told my old salon, I was like, why you didn't tell me, you know, about <laughs> right? <laughs> why you didn't let me know about all of these things? But it's a completely different ballgame. Yeah, exactly. That's I just want because I know we have a lot of new stylists listening to this. So really understand and learn from, you know, if your end goal is not 
to be staying at your current salon, cool. Everyone gets that. And, mm-hmm. you know, just we all understand that, right? It's just part of growing. But really try to learn from the owner. Yeah. So it's not just learning from the stylist. So, like, you learn from the stylist, right? Mm-hmm. But if you had a little, just even a little extra time to see what you could learn, if available, from the owner, yeah. you probably would have been a lot better spot when you first yeah. kind of get in there. but. There's nobody telling you this great information that you're Mm-mm. putting out there. Like people don't, they don't tell you this, Mm-mm. especially not in the hair industry. They Everything here is, is such a secret. Uh, and yeah. granted, like I don't blame my salon owner for not telling me a lot of things because I look back on it now. She was the same age that I am now, and I'm like, she probably was figuring out this as she. And I could tell, like, I'm like, she's figuring this out as she goes too. So there's nobody in her here saying, hey, you should do this thing, you should do this. It's all about making mistakes and just praying that the mistakes don't take you out (laughs) (laughs) no that is so true so you've been doing this now in your own suite what's Mm -hmm. kind of your goals for what do you envision kind of what's next because i know everybody always says you know i've been doing hair for a while Mm -hmm. but someone like you you know there's different levels of stylists and it's not just stylists but it's business owners and entrepreneurs right so it's like okay i'm doing this now i've kind of mastered this What's next? Mm. Like me, I'm the same thing with the hair business. Like we got this. What's next? What's next? What do you think's next for you either in 2018 or maybe not even 2018, maybe 2019? What's the? Do you have the vision yet of what that's going to be? Yeah, I, I have the vision. But the thing is with the vision, it constantly changes. So originally, like I was like, okay, I want to have a large full service salon where I do everything. But in Atlanta, it's so much of that here. And not saying that I'm scared of the competition, but for me, it wouldn't be smart to, you know, put all this money into having a salon when there's literally one every – it's a salon down the hall right now. Yeah. So it's they're everywhere. So for me, I'm just jumping into a different – a completely different avenue. Like, I feel like I've done hair – I like to do hair, and moving forward, I want to do hair because I like to do it, not because I need to, you know, do hair to pay my bills. So I'm going into a completely different lane this year. I want land and I want property. So I'm really educating myself on investing in different type of ways. I'm also learning about just real estate. Like, my goal is by the time I turn 35 is to, you know, have five properties underneath my belt so that I can have room to income coming in, but I can do hair because I want to do hair. Yeah, you're in a much better position that mm-hmm. day. So, you know, if you want to take on a large client load, exactly. Let if me I do don't, it. if you don't, <laughs> if I'm I don't, busy. I don't. I'm good. You yeah. know, if you're down in Miami, you know, chasing Instagram, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> you know, that could be something else. So it's definitely, uh, and you know, that's kind of where I'm at with this point, right? Yeah. So, like, you know, we built the company up pretty big at this point, and we have, I mean, th- literally thousands of clients all over the U.S. But at the same time, like the way I look at it personally, because I have a much larger staff, right? Yeah. So like the total people with everything, um, we got a lot of people that's it's kind of a production. So I'm at the <laughs> point where I want to build the business up because I have people underneath me mm-hmm. and I want to give them more opportunity. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like you could probably get to that point, too, where if you wanted to, of course, with stylists, you know, managing stylists, I know is because I have friends that have been in the industry for a long it's time. They talk so about the challenge. It's so hard because <laughs> nobody wants to. That's why I'm not in the salon the salon mind frame anymore because I realized even when I worked in the salon, it was like, oh, I, I could do this on my own. I could do this. Nobody, we're such independent creatures that nobody wants to work underneath 
anybody else. Yeah. So when I say I want to get into real estate, I don't want to have a salon. I'll do a set of salon sweet stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to be your own boss? Cool. Just rent. For, I'll be your landlord. <laughs> so, yeah. I'd actually, getting into real estate, the yeah. salon suites business, the per square foot rental rate is so high than booming. everything. It's booming. I work it's in a building with 25 other stylists, and we are all paying $1,200 a month. You know how much money those people are? I want that. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, it's a lot of money in that industry. And also, I realize, like, Atlanta is extremely saturated with everything. So in order for me to thrive the way that I want to, I'm just going to take my businesses to these smaller cities. Like, I'm glad that I'm building my fan base and my following the way that I am so that when I go wherever I go, I can always, you know, touch down wherever. I can go back to Macon. I can go to, you know, Charlotte, wherever, and, you know, just take over. I would rather be the big fish in a small pond versus being in this sea with all these fish in Atlanta. It's just a, it's a lot. <laughs> so, yeah. So let's talk about hair techniques. So there's a lot of different ways to do different styles. Mm-hmm. What is your favorite technique to do when it mm. comes to like sewing? So, you know, frontals are a really big thing now. <laughs> you should have saw his face. Oh my God. Frontals are like a really big thing now. Not so much closures. People still wear closures, but it's like, oh, I want to I'm a closure man. I love closures. I can literally do a closure with my eyes closed. And the reason I know is because I did it one day. <laughs> I like closures. It's so much easier it's easier for me. It's easier for you. The maintenance is easier. It looks good. It's simple. Like, we got to get back to the time where, like, hair was simple. Like, these frontals, I call them contraptions because these <laughs> girls come in, they want 360 frontals. They want this. They want this. Stop. And mind you, I made it. First of all, <laughs> frontal, frontals look great for about three days. Oh, <laughs> the fact that he knows that is crazy. Frontals look good. I'm going to be honest with you. They look good for about a good seven days. They look good. After that, they look like how you. we've all been out in the streets and seen the girls with the bad frontals. Uh, yeah. They probably started off with a really good frontal. <laughs> you're like trying to do that eye contact, but you start looking up. You know what I mean? Yes, I'm, I'm oh like, I do that all the I'm time. Like, and I. Sun's <laughs> over. She's like, sun's over there. Oh, sorry. Just like. Yeah, it's almost like when girls have like a big rack and it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's automatically just look at your frontal and it's bad because I try not to frontal shame people, but you can't help it. I just, it's like, oh my gosh, it's right here. <laughs> I just don't know how people have time for the upkeep of it. Like, I'll be honest. So when my understand. first frontal, I was like, you know, I want to get a frontal because I don't want to have to do anything to my hair. Mm-hmm. You know, I just want to be able to. <laughs> You know, and go. (laughs) But when I got my frontal, I had to literally put glue on it every couple of days. And it was like, this is more than if I were to just have my hair out and, like, have to run the flat iron through it. So, yeah, and I actually like closures. I Mm. wore a closure before. It doesn't allow you to, like, do the baby hair. Who wants that? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Who wants all that stuff dripped on your face? Like, it's a breakout waiting to happen. (laughs) I promise you. Frontals, like I literally went to a brunch yesterday and this lady stopped me and she was like, I just paid a thousand dollars for this three sixty frontal and it's lifting already. I got my hair done three days ago. First and foremost, sis, you got ripped off. Listen, mm. okay. I guess that was including the hair and everything. You got it ripped off. It first. doesn't even matter. Uh, right. <laughs> she could have ran me that thousand dollars and got so much. <laughs> And she was like, the hair the stylist who did it didn't answer the phone for her. And I'm just like, because they didn't warn you, like I I think my clients respect me because I'm very blunt. I'm very open. If something's not going to look good on you or something, well, I explain sometimes. So newer clients, I explain like, hey, this is not going to work because yeah. this and other. My older girls, I mean, it's like, no. Yeah, we just not going to do that. No. <laughs> yeah. So those 360 frontals, like, it's a contraption. It's a general contraption. 
that's circular. Everybody's head is not the same size. I've literally seen it like slide down to people's Ooh. necks before. <laughs> so when girls bring me 360s, I cut them in half. Oh, you wow. Get, yep, you're getting a regular front to do that. Because I don't even, I don't advertise it on market for this, so don't bring that. But it's a contraption. It's something that's literally glued around your ears, around your face, around your neck. And you know, you got you living your life, so you know things are rubbing against your collar. You're sweating. It's not going to stay attached to the back. Why would you even want something glued to the back of your neck when you can't, <laughs> you know, bend down? It's extremely high maintenance. I wouldn't recommend that at all. The regular lace frontals, I feel like those are special occasion hairdos, photo shoot hairdos. And for Instagram girls, when I say Instagram girls, the cute girls who work for hair companies that get hair every week. If you've noticed anybody that you see who has a beautiful frontal hairstyle, they they're constantly changing their hair because it only lasts about technically I'll say 14 days. The glue, if it's adhered properly, it's going to last for about 14 days. It's going to come up after that. Trying to lay it back down. It's never going to look. Yeah. As, you have to clean it. And it's never going to look as good as it did that very first time. So, Sis, it's time to just change it. Like new hairstyle. <laughs> Next. <laughs> it's not one of those hairstyles that you can wear for months at a time. And clients try to do that. And I'm like, no, your frontal, like the frontal start to go bald, it'll start to lose hair. Now, that's uh, something because, you know, we have a lot of people who say, yeah. oh, this is a bad frontal. No. Yeah. So in actuality, frontals are supposed to start balding after like 30 days. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They start balding after 30 days. So it's not like regular hair extensions mm-hmm. where, you know, hair extensions can last over a year. You got to think this like a single piece of hair tied into a piece of lace. So it, the more you're combing it, that little knot can break. You're scratching it. Most of the time that happens from people scratching their frontals. I've had clients wear frontals, especially when I make frontal wigs for girls. I've seen them last for six months at a time on a wig. Mm. But you got to also think they're taking this wig off at night. They're not uh, yeah. experiencing the normal wear and tear of hairstyles. But I've seen them go bald in a matter of four weeks. It's just all about, you know, the stylist. How are you bleaching those knots? Yeah. You know, you can overprocess the knots. That'll cause them to do that. People scratching. You so in it. It's just so much. Like, those frontals. I remember when I first started doing them at my old salon, I was the only person in the salon that did them. Oh, and wow. my old boss used to send everybody, oh, Darius does frontals, Darius does frontals. And I was like, stop telling <laughs> No, I don't want to But do she, was, she was pushing me to be good at it because it was at a time when they were just coming about. And I could have really been good a lot sooner, but I didn't. I used to literally be trying to lay this thing down, and I could not breathe. So it would be like, <sighs> <sighs> like it, you, it, it's a tedious task. So And it's expensive. It's a money drain. That's what I tell yeah. girls. If you want to give me all your money, get you a frontal. I'll take it. <laughs> For sure. So being a stylist, you know, when people, if you have the regular clients that Mm -hmm. come to you, what are some things, and we had a blog post on this uh, recently, what are some habits that hairstylists absolutely hate their clients to do? Like when it comes to hair. (laughs) (laughs) I really don't know. Like I I don't, that I hate my clients to do. Yeah, like if, like, let's just say, you know, you have someone that comes regularly to get a, a blowout every two weeks mm-hmm. and they may come in like with like matted olive oil, coconut My oil clients don't do that. Like no. they know like I'm so feisty that they know like they're scared of me, honestly. Like they just like, I didn't want, I was scared to text you. I didn't want to say. Uh, so like they don't really do anything. One of my pet peeves though is 
I'm a fan of natural hair, so I love for my clients to have natural hair. I like to take care of natural hair. I like to just see, how, you know, how it grows over time. Like, the point of wearing extensions is to be able to wear both, like, have a beautiful head of natural hair underneath and then, you know, wear your extensions. Yeah. Because my clients like to put relaxers on their edges, on their leave outs. And so they come in and they think that I wouldn't know. <laughs> so I got two clients I'm thinking, but I actually just seen one on Saturday. She's sitting in my chair. She was like, I just want to do some clip-ins. Um, I took out, she was like, I took out my sewing this morning. I started going, I was like, like, she got scabs from where she burnt herself <laughs> with this relaxer. I was like, so you thought I wasn't going to notice that you put a whole relaxer in your <laughs> A head? whole relaxer. She was like, I only left it in there for like three or four minutes. I was like, why do you have scabs if this is the case? <laughs> so, yeah, like sneaking and putting chemicals in your hair is one thing that I don't like and not following directions. My biggest pet peeve is not even something that they do like when they come in is, you know, I have this beautiful Instagram laid out for you. I have this website <laughs> laid out so you can book your appointment online. Because I don't think girls realize, like, my job as a hairdresser is not to be like the receptionist. I don't mind answering questions, but if y'all know how it is, they will ask you 21 Ooh. questions <laughs> about a hair appointment. Literally, Only 21? <laughs> that's just the first paragraph. If you, if, you answer the first, if you answer the first 21, that's like opening the door to answering like literally writing a whole blog post on you know something that's already there like my website i have a list of things before <laughs> you even get down to the part that says book the appointment it's a whole list of things from you know this deposit i don't do this i don't do this come on time no kids a lot like just general information and it's right there and each appointment is very descriptive like on my website so it's like you know you a child, like literally my 16-year-old sister can get on here. You could do it in a matter of minutes, but they, I don't know why people don't like to use it. They like to use the internet for everything else, but they don't like to use it to book appointments. So that's my biggest pet peeve. People calling me ask, oh, how can I book an appointment or when are you available? And what ends up <laughs> happening is you try to make an exception and be like, oh, well, I'm available on, oh, this drives me crazy. <laughs> I'm available on Tuesday at 12. Oh, well, that don't really work for me. Well, if it don't work for you, just get on the website and book it. Like, let's not <laughs> go back and forth because I'm – you got like a three-text message max with me before I send you that link to that website. And after that, it like the ball is in your court. Like, you can book the appointment or you or not. Like, I, I can think of somebody in my inbox right now. She definitely was like, I want an appointment. I was like, you know what? Well, I'm available this week. Oh, send me the booking information. It's in the bio right next to the part where you had to click to message me. <laughs> Yeah, people don't read stuff. I think it's like that for a lot of hairstylists and makeup artists at that. Like, people just don't like using the booking mm. link. And I'm like, why? Like, I like to use the booking link. Mm. Like, whatever way you want me to book my appointment, yeah. that's the way I want to do it. Because I know how it feels for people to ask the thousand and one questions. Yeah. And the information is literally, like, laid right in front of you. I basically see this. Because, you know, I follow a lot of hairstylists and yeah. stuff. And just, I'm going to the private label extensions Instagram and we follow all hairstylists, you know. And I'll see the sun go start going through some of the stories. And it's like, please don't, no DMs. Right. Like they're trying to like just cut off DMs yeah. totally. Because like link in so bio. Yeah. And it's not rude. Like I feel like a lot of people think, oh, it's rude. Like you don't even want to answer my question in DM. No, it's just business is business and social is social. So this is my business. Thank you. Oh, my God. Help. <laughs> I mean, it comes down to this. Ladies, Darius, busy. Okay, you don't have time to answer all the questions. It's, on the website. it's not Lincoln even bio. Lincoln bio. Lincoln bio. Bye. It's not That's even it. that. It's just like okay, so. I'm answering all these questions just for you not to show up. Like, that's lame. Like, if you really want to. Well, <laughs> I forgot I'm trying to be professional. It is, but um, if you have, like, questions, like, if you really want to sit down and talk to me, 
book a consultation. Like, my time is valuable. You're not going to get all. They ask everything that you could, everything. Like, even, like, I I do online education. So I have, like, webinars on teaching people how to do frontals. So if you want to learn how to do a frontal properly, the glueless method, the lace wig way, and with adhesive, I have a webinar that teaches you how to do it from the comfort of your own home. It's only $125. So no more of those. Shameless plan. Right. No more of them $700 classes. But, the webinar, it's like, they ask, what type of ad- adhesive are you using? Why would I tell you that when you can just buy the webinar and learn the technique for yourself? Like, they're shameless. <laughs> they really are. Yeah, we actually created a online university. Yeah. The first two classes, mm-hmm. I did them, and it was basically the same questions and stuff we answer in blog posts but not everybody like learns from blog posts yeah. so that's what we learned on our side right so you had to pivot a little bit yeah. so then we created the online classes and now they take the online classes and it's like game changer yeah the customer service amount went way down mm-hmm. and it's just like they get on the class and they're like this is amazing and i'm yeah. like i know it's amazing it took me a lot of damn time to, <laughs> to make this to make class it for you. and it's free but it's just that education part people learn in different ways and you know it's just been helpful but just answering the i understand because we go through this yeah not as much us but the customer service mm-hmm. very repetitive questions and we do everything possible to put out as much information to cut that out yeah. because we're very busy. The customer service team is very busy. The phone rings all day. So we all try day. to answer as mm-hmm. much up front as possible. So I always look at ways to figure out how I can answer make... questions before they're asked. Yeah, even <laughs> Exactly. That's why I did it on the website. I was like, let me think of every possible thing that someone would ask me. And let me put it in this paragraph, you know, just so you can read. And they. I got a tip for you. Make a video of it. Uh, Thought of yeah. that. That's as I'm seeing here. Make him. a video. Yeah. I, see, this is yeah. the brainstorming <laughs> mm-hmm. here. Make a video of it because people will just go. Like, see this right quick. That's a quick through mm-hmm. all your rules. If it's like the video first, yeah, they'll stop and watch it. I'm like, hey, this is Darius Boom. Before you book with me, these are some of the rules that you should follow. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, I'm about to go home and do that now. (laughs) That's going to kill it. Oh, yeah, definitely. And then what happens is after you click book, after Mm. they've gone through, it goes to probably some confirmation page. Yeah. Put another video on there. Thank you for booking your appointment with Darius Boone. I can't wait to see you. (laughs) And just to reiterate my policies, let me go over those again real quick. And then, bam, do it that way. Like, think about that. You put those two videos, it might, that could be game changer right there. See, you have to really think about it as like, in the sense of like dealing with kids, it's like, okay, come in now. Let me tell you how to do this, okay? Don't book yet. Read this. Don't do this. <laughs> don't do that. So, yeah, I got you. I'm a, a video. Yeah. So, we have a lot of stylists actually in the Start a Hair Business group. And then, of course, a lot of people who own their own hair brands. So, what's one piece of advice that you could leave them with? If you could tell them anything in the world, like one mm. piece of valuable information. What would that be? What's that golden nugget? Yeah. <laughs> Take your time and do your research and do not quit. Like, And write everything down. Any goal that you have, write it down. I always preach on my Instagram, mind your business. And when I say that, it's not in a, you know, a rude way. 
literally mind your business. So sometimes you have to take time away from being on Instagram, posting pictures, doing this and doing that. To actually sit down and be like, okay, well, I want to do this. How am I going to make this happen? So write down a list of each step that it's going to take to get to where you want to be. Like I have, I only do here Wednesday through Saturday, but on Mondays and Tuesdays, I mind my business. I'm sitting in my office trying to figure out, okay, so if I want to make this amount of money, I need to break this down into this. I need to, you know, do these things. So, I'm a firm believer of that. It works for me so well. That's how I've been able to do all the things that I wanted to do. Like, my webinar was a a thought. I was like, you know, I can't afford it. This was when I was a stylist. At a, I can't afford to pay $700 for a class. And I got to, you know, buy a flight to go there. I got to do this. I got to do that. Let me figure out a way so people can watch it from their smartphones and still learn. Because I don't have to see it in person to learn something. If I can get a video and watch it over and over again, I'm going to grasp that concept. So, yeah, just write down whatever you want to do and really work at it. Like, come up with steps, you know, and times, you know, that you want to get it done and just do it. Darius, I got some good news for you, buddy. The good news is we have this education platform. Mm -hmm. The better news is we're able to have teachers on the platform. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think we all work well together. It could be something that the listeners and everybody could see here in the near future of some of this this work. Very priced affordably, right? Very reasonable. And you will learn how to be better at a lot of different styles and a lot of different things. So I think that could be something that we could definitely work on together because we already have the platform and, you know, you have obviously a good following. Our following grows considerably every single day mm-hmm. and we're putting a lot behind this. And I'll be sending people. I just sent somebody here this morning. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's yeah. another thing. Like, some people, like, you know what? I understand like with a lot of our stylists, they don't want to share who their vendor is. Right. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, a lot a lot of people use private label extensions now, and that's cool. But, like, a lot of people try to hide who it is. But yeah. I understand if it's – obviously, don't tell your customers. Like, cool, understand. But if it's another hairstylist or something like that. Each one, teach one. Yeah. Help a player out. Like, that's <laughs> it. That's how I feel. It was definitely another hairstylist. Actually, my best friend's partner, he's a hairdresser. And, you know, he was like, I need a platinum blonde wig. You know, in the morning, I was like, well – I know somewhere you can go. They're closed today, but they open at 9 o'clock in the morning. You can definitely get this wig and have it to your customer by tomorrow, you know, well, today. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like, I send people here all the time. Like, I started my hair company right here. So, yeah, you, you have to share the information. Like, stop trying to sell everything to everybody. Like, just help people. Let's yeah. talk about these vendor lists right quick. Oh, <laughs> okay. I've had okay. so much enough of this vendor list. The plug. The oh, plug. God. The plug. Like, this, this is the – honestly – let me tell you, okay, to be honest with oh, you. Oh, Lord, we got Mikey Because I'm so sick of this vendor list thing. First of all, and I've had a lot of first of alls today. So the hair vendor list, like, if you guys don't really know me well, like, I've learned a lot about the hair industry in the last four years. Mm-hmm. Like, I've had some great people to teach me. Like, Dallas Christopher was our first guest. Mm-hmm. You know, very well-known national educator, Paul Mitchell. He's taught me a ton. And just from all our clients, learned so much, okay? So I've learned a lot about hair. But the technology side and the web stuff... I'm a boss, like the boss. <laughs> like I study this stuff day and night. Yeah. Like you study hair, I study how to be number one in Google. Okay, yeah. so hair vendor list. I'm so sick of these, and I know people search for them. Actually, they're searched on Google about 400 times a month. Okay, mm. that's a stat. And I was like, okay, we're not number one. Let me just go ahead mm-hmm. and fix that real quick. <laughs> like it's, it's hard to go through and pick through all these words, but. Trust me, if you search hair vendor list, not saying an ad by another company, but number one, 
private label extensions. Like, and it basically says like anyone can make a hair vendor list because people try to sell them in our start a hair business group, and um, that's how you immediately get blocked. Yeah, and it's like. All you did is go to Alibaba and AliExpress, <laughs> and write down pick, some off, names. pick off some names. Go to YouTube, find who, which hair companies are the best. Because yeah. I did that too. I was like, what are the best AliExpress vendors? And I started ordering hair. I'm like, I, I'm i a real hairdresser. Like, I, p- girls, honestly, girls wear any type of hair. They really, it don't matter to them. But I had to find hair that I like to use. So those AliExpress vendors, it's crap. Like, every time I'm getting, I'm like, this is crap. What a lot mm. of people don't know. First of all, I am number one on Google for hair vendor lists. So. <laughs> Thank you very much. I, Thank as you. a matter of fact, I'm number one and I'm number two. And then, <laughs> oh, yeah. you know, somebody else that sells a, hair, a real hair vendor list is number three. I'm basically saying in number one and two, don't buy that. But that's okay. AliExpress, a lot of people don't realize this. There's a lot less companies on AliExpress now because mm-hmm. in 2000, middle 2017, they had Alibaba Express, multi-billion. It's like the Amazon of China, right? Yep. They had so many problems with all the crap that all these Chinese hair vendors were selling. They literally kicked all of them off. So, like, the ones on there now, it's a lot better, Mm -hmm. but it's still a lot of junk. But, like, they had to kick off thousands of these vendors. They were just selling. It wasn't even (laughs) hair. It wasn't hair. Yeah, like, it was bad. So, these hair vendor lists, I'm just... It's not even teaching someone. It's not helping someone. Yeah, okay, charge for that. I understand, right? Yeah. But this is just like people making stuff up and just selling it. Mm-hmm. And I just don't know why people buy it. Like, and I'm sorry if you bought one and it was like $50, $100, $200. I'm not sorry because <laughs> they were sell. I've heard of people paying like almost $5,000 for a vendor list. Oh, and I'm yeah. just like, are you crazy? I met a girl the other day when I was getting my lashes done and she paid $1,500 for this is my whole thing. <laughs> this is the crazy part about it. And I maybe this is just me being a, a businessman because they're actually selling these random people. If I'm going to sell you my vendor list, guess who's going to be the plug? Me. So you're going to pay me $1,500 for you me to tell you that I'm the wholesaler. <laughs> I was actually thinking of making one and like there's a way to kind of finagle how to do all this stuff. <laughs> and then be like list a bunch of crappy ones and be like number one in USA, private label extensions. Exactly. I mean, but like, it's just like. Plug yourself since people, they're so lazy. Like y'all got to get out of this instant everything like it's not that easy you have to do the work is people are not gonna you know just because you got enough money on hand to pay somebody for a list like do the research you got to test the hair like it's yeah crazy. i think this like society now or this generation right they now millennials well, we're part of it you know, but it's so everything has to be instantly gratified mm-hmm. like we're so used to instant gratification that we feel like we don't have to do research we don't have to you know work for the stuff that I'm we want I'm a researcher like I'm <laughs> professional before I'm a hairdresser I am a researcher yeah but I learned literally to start googling everything I think it, there was a point maybe about a couple years ago so I used to ask Mikey everything until yeah. he was just like well did you look it up and now I just go on I just go on YouTube or Google and I just start typing right. like, how do you do this how do you do that and I normally fix it like in a few minutes. <laughs> so easy. Like Google has a sport, but people like I guess Instagram, like they're taking advantage of people being naive. And I'm like, you you selling I've seen people who you're buying plugs from people that don't even do hair. Like you're buying plugs from <laughs> uh, like just an Instagram. That's the crazy part. I'm like, she don't even do hair, so how would she know what's great hair? Yeah. <laughs> you're just buying it because she has, you know, this amount of followers and you want to be like this. And I'm like we got to do better. We have to, 2018, we have to do better. That's a vendor list. 
It's funny though because <laughs> a couple of people that have bought them that are in our group, they're like private label extensions was on the group, and I was like, all you have to do is search wholesale hair extensions on Google. Yeah, always number one or number two. It like teeters. <laughs> you back don't and even have to do that. Like you guys came up in my Instagram new like feed. It was just like private label. It just kept coming up. I was like. Oh, let me check this out. And then I remember the first day that I came in here, like I walked in expecting to walk into this typical yeah. store. I see the computers, I see you, and I'm just like, wait a minute. And then I'm looking next door, I'm like, oh, this is something different. Like, I like this. And I remember going back to the salon, and I'm telling everybody, I was like, this is really not a hair company. This is like a whole marketing firm that just selling, it, they're selling they hair. Like, sell the hair. whole setup, it's a brilliant setup. Yeah, like. It comes up in the Instagram. I see it every day. I can't wait till you see our new location. I can't wait to. Like, yeah, it's yeah, going to be, be a so paradise. Nice. We're going to have you in there. We got a studio. So as most people know, we got HD. She's in the background. She does all the recording and everything. Mm-hmm. HD got her own studio coming. Like this is like an office space. We're building studio where like I'm going through the building because right now it's just kind of open space, totally yeah. open, like no sheetrock, nothing, right? And I'm like electrical outlet up here, electrical outlet up in there. Why, why do you want electrical outlets up there? I was like, we're having studio lights like these are on <laughs> tripods like yeah. most normal people we're not normal we need it like up there we need uh, pro like darius walks in there darius looking good okay right. he needs to have the right light he needs the good stuff no shadow it's got to be good no here shadow. okay right. so it's like this new thing it's going to be unbelievable i mean on it's just, on 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 I'm excited. I actually have these lights in my, like I have an in-house studio, so I film all my content in my house. I film my webinar in my living room. So yeah, I have all these lights in my house. So I didn't even know you can hang them from the ceiling. Like I'm about to try that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So it's going to be, we're definitely going next level with everything. And it's just one of those things. Like I think you kind of have the same mentality as me and Sakira is, Everything we look at, we always say, how can we be better? Mm-hmm. How can you be pushing. the best? Like, what's the best? What's the best? If I don't know, like, I'll reach out to someone that's doing something great. If they don't tell me, I'll figure it out. Yep. Right? And a lot of it's education. People yeah. don't spend enough time on education. Mm-hmm. They just think they're going to know everything right away. It's not going to happen. And we talk about it all the time. It's just part of the process. Yes. And a lot of people give up right before that tipping point where they're yeah. going to start doing well. <laughs> they're just like, this doesn't work. All this information that people told me doesn't work. And I'm like, they told you a year. It's only six months. You have to actually execute from the information. That's what mm-hmm. they fail to realize. Like, you can learn all you want to, but you have to learn, plan, execute. And they get to all this other stuff and they forget to execute. And it's not going to be instant. You're going to make mistakes. Like, that's the fun part to me. Like, just seeing like how I messed up in the past and it's like oh well it wasn't even as bad as I thought it was going to be you know just to be where you're going to be yeah yeah the funny thing is when you make mistakes in the beginning you think it's this huge uh, big yeah. deal and all yeah. this stuff and you look and, back and it's like and then like a year later you're like that's all I had to worry about because today my problems are exponentially yeah. worse. <laughs> exactly. But exactly. It's, it's just that cycle how you keep going up a level. Your problems are kind of down here, but then they get back up, catch up to you. And it's just the nature you of the You know beast. what they call that? New level, new devils. There you go. Mm-hmm. It's <laughs> so true. Named it. Yeah, yeah. Yep. It's just part of the process. I mean, you got to go through this stuff. Even with dealing with the hair, like our products, I think for the pricing, if there was a way to make it 
better or mm-hmm. have a better product for the price, right? Because you always got to put the price on stuff. Yep. Like our Malaysian hair starts at twenty one ninety nine, mm-hmm. and people will complain even though it's on the website that it goes up to twenty seven. They're like, I try to take it to a six one three, and it's doing. I said, No, it's not six one three hair. You need like <laughs> our raw Indian hair or our oh, Vietnamese hair. Gosh. Like, yeah, go go wild with all the forty <sighs> volume, other stuff. Like, cool, I get it, but like. You're buying cheap hair. If you want to wear just the hair, a quick weave, this, that, the other, you see what I'm saying? Don't come. And then they'll go to you. And then you'll bring the the cheaper hair to him and be like, Darius, do all this crazy stuff to it. And then it doesn't work. Then you blame him. Then you blame us. I'm about to start having a praise dance in here. You just said a word right there. Like, you got to stay in your lane. You can't expect to get... You can't expect to look like Beyonce on twenty nine ninety nine bundles. Like you go, no, no. Oh my god, I can't use the example I want to use. I didn't want to offend nobody. I had to stop it like when it was coming. But yeah, you can't expect that. And stop buying this dark hair. Talking about you want it to be six thirteen. Buy the six thirteen. Yeah, it makes a. I mean, it just a makes a difference. difference. I mean, yeah. We've had some, our 40-inch bundles of the 613 are just, I don't know if you got to see those. We got more Mm -hmm. coming. Those things are just beauties. And, you know, coming from, especially if you want blonde hair and you want to dye it blonde because it's so funny to me. People spend like $100 on hair, okay, buying like a 1B. They could have spent 150 buying a 613. They'll buy 100 take it to stylist, and pay 200 to color it, but it's not even supposed to color to this, so it still gets messed up. You're in <laughs> Your for hair twice is crunchy, as much. It's melting. Like, don't do that. I don't understand this. <laughs> they, like, I don't even wear hair, and I don't get it. Maybe it's because I don't wear hair. No, it's a common sense thing, but, you know, common sense not that common. They do it to me all the time. I'm like... You know, you have these bundles, and okay, I want this blonde. I'm like, that's that blonde hair. You can't get this from that. Like, I can color it all day, but you got to think you're starting off with a hundred dollar bundle. In order to get it to that light blonde, I'm charging you thirty dollars per process. You about to go through at least four processes. So it takes a while. You, you're gonna spend more money on color than you paid for the bundle. So a lot of the times with hair color. Like the install might be three fifty, but you paying another three fifty for just color alone on top of you paying however much for your bundles. And I like this point. So you understand that taking going from one B to a six one three, it's a generally a multi step mm-hmm. process, right? It's not instant. So the, another issue, <laughs> even I go through and if you're watching this, you're like, That guy don't do hair, but I know hair, okay? <laughs> When people are like, hey, I tried to go to a 613 and it just didn't go there. And I'm like, well, what did you do? They're like, I did it one time, processed it one time, da, da, da. And I'm just like. That's the problem. <laughs> that, it's not going to happen. And then it's like, or if they, you know, it's one of those things when people color hair. I don't know if you're on the phone with your, you know, talking crazy madness while this hair is getting processed <laughs> and you forget about it. And it's 20 minutes later and you like fried the hair. Yeah. It will literally start smoking. I've seen it. I had one of my friends slash clients. So she's a client that turned friend. So she don't like to pay for her hair color no more. So I was like, okay, cool. Go over there and color it yourself. And she likes to wear really blonde hair. We were sitting there one day and I don't, the hair literally started smoking. I was like, <laughs> you better go get that. So you have to watch it. It takes processes. And it's, but part of it is the, and I had to learn, we learn quickly because we go through this stuff a lot, but like our clients and when you're dealing with the normal public, like you have to be able to educate and it's always Mm -hmm. that constant education and it's always going back to the education, Mm -hmm. which is so important, which even though you went to college and everything, like don't stop learning, Mm -hmm. whether it's a business, whether you're buying products, anything, it's all, you're going to do and be much better off if you focus a little bit more time on education. Yeah, for sure. 
So this was actually a really good convo. Mm-hmm. Really good conversation. Oh, really good. Um, super excited that you were able to join us, Darius. I'm excited, too. I'm happy <laughs> to be here. I'm glad that I can, because I talk about these things on my Instagram all the time, just like the struggles of being a hairstylist, you know. So I'm glad to be able to do it on a different platform and reach a different audience today. Oh, yeah. I love it. I love it. But before we go, tell everyone where they can find you at on social media. Okay. And website. Yeah, and, and we'll link website. it in the show notes. Too. Okay, yeah. so my website is www.dariusboone.com. You can go there. You can buy hair extensions. You can order custom wigs. You can check out my webinar there. And my Instagram is Darius underscore Boone. That is my main social media. I'm not really big on Twitter and those other things. I learned from you. Like, focus on what you're good at. Yeah, <laughs> there we go. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it was a pleasure to have you. It was great to be here. Yes, yes, Mikey. Any last words? No, I just say listen to what he says. He has the experience. He's gone through it. You're not going to find some magical way to get around this and skip the learning process and everything else. It's just too crucial. So just really listen to what was said today, and I promise you, you'll be a better stylist in the future. Yeah, so make sure you guys subscribe to Hair Biz Radio, and make sure you... Subscribe? Ah! <laughs> yeah, thanks Zakira for tuning in. Zakira loves saying to subscribe. She is to subscribe, <laughs> subscribe, subscribe. Yeah, and thank you for tuning in to episode 14 of Hair Biz Radio. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.